0: You're listening to Woo Sox Insider, presented by your Worcester Red Sox. All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to another
1: episode of the Woo Sox Insider podcast. As always, with Dylan McCaffrey and producer Dave Leonardi, I'm TQ. We have some very special guests from the control room of Polar Park today. It's Brendan Black and Lexi Richardson who. Essentially, if you've been to a game at Polar Park in 2022, everything you've seen or heard is they're doing. So thanks for joining us in the middle of this long homestand, just taking a little more time to do work because you haven't been doing too much of it anyway. Right?
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, so glad to be here.
2: So glad we're right <laughs> in the middle of the mammoth homestand.
3: Yeah, we, are, we are eight games into a 12 game homestand. Um, I was feeling real tired and ejected a second ago, but now that I'm wearing these sunnies, <laughs> I'm really feeling myself. Can you guys see Polar Park in the reflection what, of these yeah. things?
1: Yeah, in the tarmac yeah. on, on a rainy Thursday morning. What is up with the sunglasses?
3: So these are these are in the broadcast, but these are our rally sunglasses that we wear uh, at the end of games that are close. Um, the broadcasters do they're Woo Sox branded. They sell them yeah. in the team store, so these are for sale. And I gotta say, I, I, it's 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 nine in the morning. It's not nine in the morning. It's ten in the morning. Uh, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. <laughs> We're just cooking here, with Woodstock Productions. And when I put these things on, I got I got a good feeling about myself today. I think I'm the only one though. Everyone else looking tired. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm exhausted right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the sunglasses definitely look a lot better on Jay Burnham than they do you, but you still look nice. That's true. Um, no, that's true. <laughs> so. We'll start with Brendan alphabetically. Tell us where you're from, what got you into baseball, and what got you here.
3: Uh, so I'm with Brendan listeners. alphabetically instead of yeah. Alexandria. I yeah. know. I always forget your name is Alexandria. <laughs> Just go by last name. Alphabetically
1: by last, by name, last name, yeah. <laughs> yep. BB. Uh, so yeah, go well, ahead, BB. <laughs>
4: yeah don't like that. Um, (laughs) But uh, I grew up right down the road in Westboro. So um, I went to Westboro Public Schools uh, and played baseball for Westboro High, played our district finals in Worcester. It was, you know, so um, and after college, it was, I I didn't do a lot of in production. um, I say it like officially outside of like freelance work. And I just happened to stumble upon uh the Wu Sox having their um, job fair a couple years ago, and I made sure to be there bright and early. Got in and uh, was able to talk with uh, TQ and uh, Joe, and we were able to, um, you know, the rest is history. Really, now we're <laughs> in my second year, and I feel like I've been here for a decade. So, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how it works. So,
1: Lexi, also local. Tell us where you're from, how you got here.
2: I am right down the road from Grafton, Massachusetts. Went to Grafton High and was always techie, not as much sportsy, which I guess makes sense for productions and ended up at the jog fair pretty much the same way. (laughs) Um, Graduated in 2020 and was looking for a job and kind of fell into productions and have really succeeded in that role.
3: I'll say so.
2: <laughs> Just that job
3: fair is such a blur to me. We talked to so many great people that day, great people that now work here, many of whom because we hired them from the job fair. Eric Olofsson, if you're listening, I apologize. I interviewed him at that job fair, and I don't even think I even gave him a call back, and he got hired in another department, and now he's our proud WooSocks drummer and uh, helps out with our events and pretty much everything we do here.
0: Our short king. Our short king. <laughs>
3: Eric, Eric, Eric is the
1: best, Eric, Eric, sweet. Eric, as we call him, is just always down for the cause. But Lexi, I thought it was interesting. You mentioned always on the sort of tech
2: side. You're not so much a baseball fan, right? Not so much a baseball fan. No, I do like sports, but hockey is my main sport to like and not baseball, but have slowly fallen in love with baseball working at the Woo Sox.
1: Yeah, and it's it's easy to fall in love with baseball when you have someone love baseball and love the stories behind it as much as Brendan does.
4: <laughs> yeah, I grew up, I'm the youngest of five. I have three older brothers, one older sister. My older sister refused to play softball when she was a kid because all of her older brothers played baseball and she wanted to play baseball. So she did that. And like, so it, baseball's always been in my family. Red Sox have always been like number one on our um you know every summer night the game's on my dad coached me all throughout um you know up until basically high school and played in high school played in college and so yeah you could say i enjoy baseball a little bit and uh my brothers and i they're about i'm 28 my brothers are from nine years older than me to seven to five and um but they, some of them worked in the Worcester area as Polar Park was being built. And we always were joking around about like, oh, it's the Woosocks. The Woosocks are coming in town and whatever. And my brother, Mike, would drive by every day and he would give us like a video update of what Polar Park was looking like as it was being built. And I was like, oh, this is so cool and whatever. And it was actually just a random day and. I think it had to have been February or something like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to check to see if Woo Sox are hiring. And that day that I went on the website was the day that you guys posted the article announcing the job fair. And I was like, all right, this is this is going to work. Serendipitous.
2: <laughs> I have a pretty cool. similar kind of situation. I worked across the street from where Polar Park was built. And I watched it be built while well, at my other job. And it actually took over my parking lot. <laughs> it's a
4: rough start with the
3: team yeah this whole thing has (laughs) been a long con from lexi to get her parking spot back
1: brendan and lexi you guys have been running the entire in-game show i've been doing very little for it which has freed me up to pay a little more attention to some of the administrative work which i think is important but not as fun really um but what is it like coming in? Obviously, you had a season under your belt. You're both here last year. But what is it like coming in and essentially leading a team of young professionals trying to break into either the sports industry or the production industry and trying to get everyone on the same page and put on a great show for
4: 9,000 strong every night? I'll let Lexi take that. She's been directing most of the games, so.
2: Um, I think it's great watching everybody, especially the new kids and like the really young kids like bloom into positions and really find what they like to do. It's really fun to watch everybody grow every single game, start a season. A lot of people are untrained, didn't know what they're doing, but we're just happy to be here. And now everybody comes in and has a good time and we get the show done and it looks great.
4: Yeah. I think it's really cool. Um, Cause you have people coming from all different parts of um, production. The way I, said it to a lot of people is you have so many people who are experts in their own rights and different things whether that could be photoshop video editing um but a lot of that stuff is you know you're on your computer working whereas when you're in the live production and you're you're putting on a show stuff's happening quickly stuff's going so you come in with these uh a lot of these people who are extremely talented a lot of these kids coming out of college things like that and they're hesitant because you walk into that control room and you see a million colored lights and you see buttons, you see TVs, you see servers and you just go, well, how could one person know any of this or all of this or whatever? And the real thought of it, the real thing is, There's one person who knows all of it. His name's Josh, and he's an engineer. (laughs) And and the rest of us have, like, um, you know, I would say a surface knowledge of everything in the room or at least close to it. And then, you know, it goes deeper with a lot of other people. But we're teaching each other. We're learning from each other. We're, like, every single game, someone's learning something new. Um, And there's pressure situations, but I think it's cool because you get to see how people react under pressure. And then you get to also look outside and you get to see the fans as we we're freaking out in the control room they're outside laughing, having a good time. They notice none of our mistakes, <laughs> it's but, but all of us on the inside are like, oh no, oh no, we gotta make it right. <laughs> so it's it's cool seeing like, you know, the difference. And you see people when you walk out of the park, they're all laughing, having a good time, talking about like what their favorite moment was. The team could have lost by 10, but they're lo- they're coming out of there having a great time. And you know, you had a part in that. So it's pretty cool.
3: What's your favorite moment of like when you got a reaction from the crowd, be it like you're just like going with like a grand slam that everyone's already cheering or like it's a dead moment, but you get the crowd to give a laugh for something during a rain delay game. What, what, what comes to mind? Oh, Lexi, we had one. It
2: was the cur- the first time we did the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme yes. song and the yes. whole crowd just laughed. Yeah, Cause <laughs> it, was, of uh, it was a laughter came out after an error.
4: Yeah. Rochester made an error. And it, like the whole control room was like, curb, 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 curb. And we all start pointing over to uh, Patrick, our DJ. And Patrick puts the curb song on and Lexi directs the, uh, the replay. And you're looking out at people right outside laughing <laughs> in the game. And it's like, boom, did our job. <laughs> and that's,
1: that's an incredibly special thing that you don't see at the major league level is just that blatantly poking fun at. Yes a guy making an error, but even more so at the time, the Wu Sox were towards the end of what ended up being a 10 game losing streak. And it's still a Saturday or Sunday. It's still a sellout in the middle of a 10 game losing streak. And you got the whole crowd to audibly laugh out loud, which I have (laughs) never seen at a sporting event in person ever to just hit it felt like they were at a comedy show it was crazy
3: that's one of those moments that we talk about all off season and then it's like it's like the fourth inning when it happens and we're all like all right we can go home that was today today's a win
0: my personal favorite crowd reaction is when I played Tetris on the big board during a rain delay last season. And then like two kids came up to the window over there at the control room and were like, You're really good at Tetris. And it was it was it just made the whole day worth it at that point. It was awesome. Res- really
2: it's a Tetris. resume. Maybe we'll builder. get a, a Tetris day today if we get a rain delay. Uh,
4: <sighs> we have
3: we have the walk up video. It's true. We can play Dave's walk-up video. Dave was our control room, uh, for lack of a better term, test dummy. I, I did have a better term there. I just wanted to use that one. Uh, oh, <laughs> dummy. Dave's got a, that's a, that's a an old podcast walk- trick. Dave's got a sick walk-up video that uh, we'll have to break out someday. <laughs> it might be the that. day.
1: Next time, <laughs> that uh, rain delays are always just trying to find anything to do to keep people entertained <laughs> and everyone in the control room spit falling ideas yeah everyone in the control room spit falling ideas and then dave was like i'm really good at tetris <laughs> well no
0: here's <laughs> what happened i looked at you and i was like hey tq can i run up some tetris real quick because i was bored and there was like a three-hour rain delay going on and i'm on scorepad so i started playing tetris and all i hear i'm the only one like not on comms in the room and all i hear to my left is tq going yeah can we get rf up here to get dave playing tetris <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the wireless to... camera
1: on dave playing tetris we weren't doing anything else there was no <laughs> red sox game on no bruins no celtics nothing
3: just dave just just dave dave, dave playing tetris that's it <laughs> the rf camera came clutch though at that game uh preseason we're getting we're getting all the true cr- uh the crew train trying to get everyone ready for the season we got uh, was wow. the, that the high school teams or the uh, college teams? College, teams. that was uh, uh, the Assumption game. Yeah, Stone yeah Assumption and... coming to the park, and uh, you'd think a three-hour rain delay would bring things to a dead halt, but not when you've got TQ and Lexi and Dave and Brendan in the control room putting on a show for everyone. I, I honestly was, uh, don't Ball even Palm remember. Debut. Oh, I don't remember right. either. <laughs> I, I
1: forgot
4: about it. It was Brendan's uh, in ballpark host debut. It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, you guys might not remember it. Some of the college kids that were there might not remember it um, <laughs> as we were playing down in the concourse. That was, that was kind of funny. TQ come up to, came up to me and just looks at, he's like, Hey, do you want to go host Polar Pong down in the concourse? And I was like, yeah what are the rules (laughs) what are the rules i was like what "What am i doing and then he's like yeah just go down there and host it these are the rules they hit one they hit two and they weren't actually winning prizes at this point so they were just playing pong so we kind of just had to like come up with rules on the fly uh me and jordan um i forget what jordan's last name is seely ashford there we go uh jordan seely ashford uh (laughs) But uh he went down there. He was uh you know the ambassador setting up the uh the game and uh yeah TQ just gave me a hot mic, sent down a Dave, were you on RF?
0: I was, I think that was yeah. my first time using that camera.
4: Yeah, Dave's on RF, like holding people back as he's like holding the camera, and then like we blinked and before we knew it we had like you know, a hundred people all crowded around us with like little kids wanting to play. It
0: got out of hand quick. Once the little kids started taking shots, that's when it, it was just chaos. There it wasn't was any, chaos. there was no organized, there was no organization after that once the yeah. little kids, cause then it turned into, oh, I want to turn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I, I like that with the impression we were giving off that if you come to Polar Park, uh, we see something on the video board. It could have been three months of work or three minutes of preparation. <laughs> And anywhere in between, (laughs) anywhere. We either died for this thing to get up on the board for your entertainment, or it was just like, "What if we
2: did this? Do it now, please." (laughs) (laughs) do anything. True. I feel like more times than not, it's the the latter. (laughs) This is a great idea. Let's put it (laughs) on.
0: Let's try it. Yeah, during the season, it's just so easy to lose track of time. I feel.
1: Yeah, like the other day, we had uh, a couple Fridays ago. We had two proposals at Polar Park last and yeah, typically we, we, uh, put have a proposal with like kiss cam right. <laughs> Sax jewelers is the presenting partner of both proposals and the kiss cam fantastic partner and grand Slams too, which is a fun promotion. But normally when someone asks for a proposal, we go through this vetting process to make sure it's real and we don't have any repeats of last season. <laughs> um, And we got one of them early. We go through this vetting process. Then the morning of the game, another couple who had been together for 13 years reached out and they said they wanted to do it. So we had, Lexi, I think after our day of game meeting, we had like an hour long meeting with uh, Brooke Cooper, the assistant general manager, and with Dr. Charles Steinberg, the president And all of our ambassadors who organize everything on the field and all of our contestants just trying to figure out where we can do it and how we can get this couple up on the dugout without them realizing that there's going to be another proposal because they just watched one happen.
3: Yeah, what was... What was going through the mind up there when you, you said we the, the second couple had been dating a lot longer. If, if memory serves correctly, they have been dating for like, a, like you said 13 years, yeah, 13, 13 years. years. So it's like, you just watch someone get proposed to you on the opposite dugout and anything later you go up on the dugout, I guess, 13 years in, maybe you're thinking like, I don't know, like, obviously it's going to happen. Maybe there've been a lot of other situations where you thought it was going to happen, but it happened at
4: polar park. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to television. know their backstory. Yeah, I'd like to know their backstory a little bit more. Get, get a little deeper dive into it. Maybe it's next we'll have week's have them on the for podcast. you guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <I am>. Honestly? <laughs> yeah. That's not a bad uh, idea. I, I, Brooke Cooper loves love. There are very few times that she loves, is love. in the broadcast room, probably like a control room, and for both proposals, she's like pacing around in the back and all <laughs> excited for it. It was so funny to see. And she <laughs> she left the room after the second one. She's like, two for two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all I'm saying is if we do have another wedding like we did last year, I am ordained. So I you can what? Be, you can be you can be married. By the scoreboard operator, Dave, because I am ordained. why, you, yeah. why are you ordained?
4: Because <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, are you I ordained. officiated my sister's wedding. Okay, how'd that go? awesome dude i made her laugh so hard she had to stop the <laughs> ceremony for a second before the i do's i was throwing in little jokes because she's like the oldest kid in the family but she's like 5'1. so during the vows like the repeat after me or whatever i was like oh and may you never be above five four and her fiance like started repeating that <laughs> during the ceremony it was great. um Oh, wait. So
3: that brings a follow-up question. What does it take to get ordained?
0: What is the, what is the qualification? Not much, I don't
3: know. They my sister
0: signed me up and paid for it, so you have to ask her. Signed you up. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> I have, a, I have the piece of paper, though. I have the piece of paper, though. So I can, like, sign up my friend, and they wouldn't even know. I mean, yeah, technically you could. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it's too
3: hard of a process. <laughs> One day, I'm going to get Dave ticked off, and he's going to marry me in TQ.
4: we're probably gonna
3: cut that whole thing
4: (laughs) (laughs) i'm just i'm just imagining you you show up and like you're like oh yeah we want to get married before the game like you know it'd be awesome if we could do it the pregame ceremony like yeah it's great and actually we have an ordained minister here too who can marry you and then they're like that's so fantastic and you walk out and dave's in like his like jd martinez just dingers like get the burger like, hat little, like polo coming
2: up <laughs> he's... it's gotta have there the you... burger hat on and,
4: and he's on rf it's ready don't worry and he's on rf filming them <laughs>
1: yeah he's, he's on the wireless camera down there he's like yeah no i can do it but like i just gotta get up before the game starts because i gotta keep track of all the balls and strikes
4: oh <laughs> uh fantastic
2: that's one of my favorite things every single day is that pregame ceremony ends we probably have like 10 minutes until the game actually starts dave's up here too yeah so (laughs) So, so, running
0: (laughs) don't mess around okay opening day tq was like once they say play ball and they take vsoft on the board get up here for first pitch so i got up there for first pitch that's just oh there's no doubt about that
4: yeah you definitely (laughs) got up there uh, and up. you still do. It's impressive, Dave, what you do. You go down there, you fly down there before the game, you're hustling around the RF and then fly right back up. And before you know it, I look over and you're over there. You might be a little sweatier than you were before, but you're back there and you're <laughs> ready to go. So, so fans,
1: next time you're at Polar Park, you see the guy down <laughs> on the field with the wireless camera pregame, know that he's scoring every game. Yeah. like wild play is going on, but yeah, to li- bring <laughs> it, to bring it back to the, the in game presentation. So at the time we are recording this, it's Thursday, May, May 19th. Yesterday, Wednesday, May 18th, Brian Bayo made his AAA debut. He was phenomenal. And it was a Jaron Duran bobblehead night. A lot of people came out for a Wednesday night. And if you're one of those people that were here, you heard a lot of pop punk. Brendan and Lexi, what is up with that?
2: It was pop punk night. You weren't in the control room,
1: <laughs> so unofficially pop punk night. Why?
2: It, it was emo night. We're yeah, trying to we, do a bigger emo night. Well, we
4: had uh, we had an inside guy. We had Kevin Law over on our uh, on DJing for the night, and he tends to uh, find uh, his music in the same vein as Lexi and I, and we have been. Petitioning for this for, uh, I, I'd say probably since I got comfortable here about, you know, a year and a half ago. I'd I've come been petitioning for of... a long time for an emo night.
2: <laughs> the funny thing is though, I wasn't even directing Kev to do that. I would just hear it through the speakers and I'd be like, oh, my God, is this? <laughs> and mm-hmm. it was great. I was very happy about um, a little, a woman seeing, uh boys like girls to her baby. <laughs> We got on the board and she was just singing <laughs> to the baby, love drunk. It was it was great. The fans were into it just as much as we were.
0: The, and
2: to, oh, go
0: go, Dave! Uh, you go, go Brendan. Well, the, the oh, other part guest, that Brandon. I really, <laughs> baby,
4: <laughs> the other part that I really liked was when um a player got ejected. I don't know what he, he said. Something to the uh, said something to the ump. And we started, it was kind of more of this, like, you know, deeper cut kind of pop punk song playing at first, but it's like this slow song or whatever, just kind of like sad about a breakup. And then we switched into, as he's walking off the field, I miss you by blink One Eighty Two, And that just really that, that touched me as he was walking off.
1: <laughs> so I was on the radio broadcast that game. I ran down to grab a post-game interview for Nesson And That was the first time I really noticed that all I was hearing was pop punk. And I pulled my phone out and I was like, okay, I've only heard pop punk so far. I've heard like four songs. Maybe, maybe i tell them to tone it back a little bit. And then the ejection happened. I erased my text being like, Hey, mix in, mix in something else. I erased my text and started typing. Blink one eighty two, I miss you. He just got ejected. And before I could hit send, it started playing. And that's when I had a light bulb moment where I was like, Maybe I've been micromanaging a little bit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just back off and do my own thing. Oh uh, yeah. Don't don't give us too much leash there though. That's <laughs> all you'll hear.
2: <laughs> we'll just have a live performance from four years strong for the entire show. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Well, you have the Wu Sox band
4: yeah
1: so brendan you yes. have some you have some close ties with four years strong right
4: i uh, i've i've uh created some close ties over the past couple of years through my uh being working at the woo yeah um so when are they when are they getting out here you think are they do you think they would play
1: summit street or do we need something a little bit bigger for them
4: uh, you know, I, I bet they would play like a small acoustic set, just the two singers. I think they would do that. They do their acoustic sets. Both of them live right in Worcester. So I think they would be willing to do something like that. I think they have aspirations to do something bigger, like something along with our, like, you know, something along the lines of like what we do with the food truck, uh, yep. and, and craft beer festival where, um, I know the Palladium did an outdoor show that was like kind of similar to that where they brought in food trucks and they brought in, stuff like that. And I think 4-Year Strong really wants to do that. And they're um, all alumnus of uh, TQ's Doherty High. Uh, and so they, um, yeah, they, D have, what? they all, what? D-what? Yeah, I don't know your, your high, high school stuff. Yeah, that's the that's chant, <laughs> D-what, D-high. It's Pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah so hopefully at some point we're gonna get them to a polar park i got one of the singers out to the park last year for a game with him and his family uh, and i've stayed in contact with them we have some you know been in the works for a little while now to have them come here and do uh you know a, some sort of a performance so hopefully at some point in the near future they are going to be back in worcester touring uh with newfound glory everyone else, else's favorite Pop punk band, right? TQ, Dylan? Yeah. Hey. Big pop punk guy. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> yeah, sure it's June
2: 4th, if I'm right. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> what, plug the Palladium.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everyone should be hanging out in downtown Worcester. Yeah. So,
0: you get a band to play at the Crafts Corner one of these days, it's like when we have a college night on Thursday. Some like live music out there on the craft corner. I think that would be cool. Like you're at a high fourth. school
3: football game. Like, oh, uh, like, like the a band, band is playing along the game. I feel like I we should band. have an
0: organist. Like, we should have an organist here.
2: Oh no! i to say Dave. Awesome.
0: Like, Dave, go find an organ. <laughs>
4: and then an organist.
1: Where do you get an organ?
0: We we can put out a tweet. I'm a donor. <laughs> Well done, very nicely <laughs> done. I'm going oh, to my, when, when I got Thanks, my guys. first, when I got my first license, I didn't know what organ doning meant, so I declined to say no on my first license because I didn't know what it meant.
4: Declined to say no. no. So you said yes. You were an
0: organ donor. No, wait. Yeah, never mind. Okay. Words. Ten in the morning. Go on with the next topic. <laughs> I don't know it it's anymore. A, it's almost eleven. <laughs> Same difference
1: happens. <laughs> so yeah. So Lexi, here's another in-game presentation question for you. All of the graphics, full-screen graphics, lower mm-hmm. thirds for people's names, everything is your creation. So how long did it take to do that, and what just what went into making? A, a graphic look that's all similar no matter what video boards and sizing or what content is going up there and making everything work at Polar Park?
2: Oh, it's definitely still a work in progress. So say I started in December of last year, it's, it's still going. <laughs> um, but I got to thank Brian Simmons Hayes for kind of coming up with the general ideas so that all of our social media and everything else in game and out of the park everything looks pretty similar which i love it looks so much better than we us all having different ideas everything looks cohesive and we all look like one solid brand and one solid team which we definitely are so it, it's really great that our graphics can really resemble how well we all work together and how well we can put on a show and make everything look well and It's been a lot. I've had to teach myself a whole new technology. Like we all know the Adobe products, because that's what we have to use in a production setting. But using like like Ross Expression products has been a whole new hurdle for me. And I've been really trying to take it under my belt and help everybody else learn more about it. Um, because the whole like you see it, everything you see on the board comes from there. And that's the sequencer side of just sending it, but there's a whole other side of it that's data linking and connecting codes and visual logic and a bunch of different things that make mean nothing to anybody else. But it it they're very powerful machines that we're very uh, lucky to be able to use. <laughs>
4: we
3: have one engineer named. Uh, josh greenstein and our second engineer is lexi richardson and if they're both not here then i don't even try to fix the problem in expression because i know (laughs) i'm just gonna break everything lexi you
4: just started using expression this year
2: i used it last year but that was the first ever time i used it and i was thrown on it i was supposed to do social media for the woo socks and i ended up on expression
4: (laughs) that's insane to me uh because you are so keyed in on it that's kind of an inside pun there Um, i didn't like it either get him (laughs) out of here (laughs) Um, but uh but no it's it's really really impressive knowing that you just like i mean you're relatively new to an extremely complex uh system i don't want to touch that thing ever um but like as like the director it's impressive though being able to like you have your back to the TD and who's working on expression, you're like, yep, just like you know, you have your key on, you have this, blah, blah, like you're able to just, you know, diagnose the situation on the fly and have it go. And that's kind of one of those things that uh, if I, you know, because I, I want to be able to direct in-game stuff at some point. But as I'm listening to you talk, I'm like, I think I need a little bit more
0: knowledge before I'm ready to go in <laughs> and
4: lead the team like you do. So it's
0: impressive. Brandon, my question for you is, I know you also work for a real estate company doing production for them when it comes to like video content and stuff. Is that right?
4: Yeah, I do like uh, social media marketing and video photography.
0: So as someone who works in baseball for productions and, you know, non-baseball or sports for productions, how do those skills carry over into working for a baseball team for people who may work in productions for a company that's not in sports that may want to get into sports, but are worried if their skills are going to translate or not.
4: Yeah. I think, uh, the coolest part about working with the, the Woo Sox is like, you know, we have a lot of, um, there are a lot of baseball minds in the control room and like in our staff and whatever, but then there's a lot of people like Lexi said, she's a hockey fan more than a baseball fan. So if you have the production knowledge and you're willing to, um, learn and you're willing to like grow in it, like, you don't necessarily have to have, you know, that the the baseball, the sports side of things all, you know, down, like, you know, completely. And it's, it's, you know, it's a whole team effort. So I think, if you have the ability to do, you know, the video editing, photo editing, all that kind of stuff, it's just a matter of learning, um, you know, the basics of the game and learning, um, you know, what people want to see and what people like, you know, don't want to see. I think it's actually kind of funny because like, you know, just recently you saw, um, I don't know if you guys saw this, the the video of Tua uh, throwing the ball to uh, his... Uh, Whatever his new receiver, who who that? Tyree they get? kill Tyree it kill. Was a yeah. dime? No, nope. well, you know, but so We're he practicing throws. Brendan. I understand you're practicing, but the way the way I look at that though is kind of funny because it's I can imagine they have in a really, really, really good production staff person who's out there filming. They're getting this awesome follow of the ball. They have this really cool shot, they edit it, they make it look all nice, and then they put it out on social media. In my mind, turns out that person's not a huge football fan and they don't understand that they've left the ball behind. So I just think it's cool because with like the Woo Sox, everyone's here is learning on the fly, learning how to like, you know, just, you know, like when we're in a game and someone goes, okay, can we show that replay? And it's like they may not have like the understanding of the situation of the play of why we don't want to show a close play at second base, because that's going to put the umps on blast and like, you don't want to get on the umps bad side and we don't want to get fined. We don't want to do it. So I just think it's a matter of, you know, showing up, being willing to learn, being willing to like grow in the position. And then also just like also admitting what you do, what you know and what you don't know, because that's, that's huge to be able to just do it. So I mean, I just think those production skills like that can translate over to a lot of different things as long as you're willing to put the effort into it. Great question, Dave. Thanks, man. I only go to school for
0: journalism.
1: <laughs> <laughs> more more than just a producer. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of growing up, our baby boy, Dave. So proud. Um, I want to jump on that and kind of tie in Lexi's point uh, where in Pawtucket, decaf and i we didn't have the most up-to-date technology there so it was a little bit harder to kind of come in and learn as much as you can on some outdated technology and then say someone went off and got a job at like i don't know spectrum news or got a job at nesson and then they have to relearn more of the -the state-of-the-art equipment that's a little bit more industry standard on the television broadcast side but like Ross expression, which is all of the graphics machines that we have for both the TV broadcast and our in ballpark entertainment here at Polar Park. Those are industry standard. They have the same uh, software at Nessin. They have the same stuff at ESPN, MLB Network. So just having a state of the art ballpark and again, having ownership and a president of the team that are privy to the production element of it and the artistry of it. And they invest in it because they see how important it is to tell the stories and to use in the market and get the word out there of what the Woo socks are doing, who the players are, how the team is doing and the added benefit is having kids who are trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives come in here and they're able to learn exactly what equipment they would use. If they go into the back of house product TV production in sports media, Um, they know what stories they should be looking for. If they want to be on camera or they know maybe they don't want to do either, but they see uh, like the food and beverage team. They're like, wait a minute. I actually like this a lot. I want to get a little bit more into what goes into being a concessionaire or whatever it might be but it's it's a cool environment to work in i think it's easy for me to say when i'm technically all of your bosses and this is a very pointed <laughs> you like question it, don't you you
4: like it right yeah <laughs> <laughs> manager reviews are due next week <laughs> tq i have a question for you do you no. hear from <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, you guys don't have to answer that. Um, do you guys like or do you hear from other uh, or are you connected to other people like in your positions around minor league baseball or minor league sports where you hear like, Wow, you guys—the production value, you guys are like the amount of you just technology and stuff that you guys have in the park comparatively to other minor league parks. Do you guys get to hear that kind of stuff? Because just from my experience—I mean, you go from McCoy to Polar. Obviously, that's a, a park built in the '50s and a park built right. two years ago. So, McCoy yeah, was built I... in the '40s. Just want to say, sorry,
0: '40s. I. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Thanks, That's Dave. Open, open July 4th, 1942. Just wanna... It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs>
1: so, in the offseason, I actually heard from um, CJ Gates, who is in the same position as I am uh, with the Buffalo Bisons, the AAA affiliate of the Toronto Ooh. Blue Jays. And okay. he had mentioned that um, they were looking to upgrade their control room. And the question he asked early in the offseason was, he he said, I've watched your TV broadcasts. I've heard stories of people who came out to Polar Park. Everything, like I've seen you on social media, everything looks incredible. You guys are doing it at a standard, I think, is higher than most minor league baseball teams. What What do you guys have? And he listed, like, what do you have for... Uh, switchers? What do you have for graphics machines? What do you have for microphones? What do you have for replay systems? What do you have for cameras? What do you have for everything? So I sent him a detailed list and I was like, yeah, we're lucky that the president of the team comes from this background. So he's always pushing for the latest and greatest because he knows we're going to love learning how to use it. And we're going to try to implement it as much as possible and come up with cool new things that we can do with all the equipment. And CJ has been, been awesome to kind of bounce ideas back and forth with and learn what they have up in Buffalo, because during COVID for the last two years, Canada had really strict policies. So Buffalo actually hadn't been the full-time home of the AAA affiliate of the Toronto blue Jays. It was the home of the Toronto blue Jays and they were putting on, Major League Baseball broadcast, and they looked it, even though at uh, Solon Field, I think it's called, it's a gorgeous baseball field up in Buffalo. Um, so I was actually surprised to see that it was CJ from Buffalo reaching out to me because I was thinking they were just putting on great things, both from the major league side and the minor league side when the Bisons were playing there. Um, but it just goes to show that as I'm getting more years in this industry. People are noticing the Worcester Red Sox. People are talking about Worcester um, and they want to see what they can do to try to be more like Worcester, which I think as someone as a group of people from central Massachusetts, Brendan, Lexi and I is really cool to kind of hear that turning where before people were always kind of ragging on Worcester as like the little brother to Boston and, no one gives it any love because there's nothing to do out there. People
2: are paying attention now. So, to answer your question, yes, yeah. I do hear really from cool. people. <laughs> we're also talking technology. Um, since we have Ross Expression, we're actually one step ahead of TD Garden because they're still upgrading to, to Ross. So, typically, our stadium is ahead of TD Garden ballpark.
0: ballpark. ballpark. Yeah. That's why that's <laughs> I like that.
1: One of our favorite inside jokes. Anytime someone calls it a stadium, it's a ballpark. It's not a fully enclosed stadium. It's multi-purpose. It's a park. I think it was really funny hearing uh, Tyler Murray, our new play-by-play broadcaster. He still calls it a stadium, just instinctively. And I think every time we hear him say it on the broadcast, just under our breath, we'll go ballpark.
0: Ballpark. Ballpark. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> we missed you Tyler Tyler has been on the IL for for a minute but he'll be oh, yeah, back he can, yeah. for games this weekend which already happened when you're listening to this um we have four more games of our 12 game homestand which you're currently eight games into our day of game meeting for today's game on Thursday starts in one minute it is a Los Wepas <laughs> right Day Game uh <laughs> well, and we have a pretty big unveil if you're hearing this you've already seen it roberto the rocket unveil going on today all of it still yet to be planned so if you're at the park today and you're listening (laughs) to this just know that the hours of 11 to 5 were very busy with planning materials thank you guys so much for coming on and for all the great work you do and for being amazing thanks for having us thank you say it
0: that's woosox productions baby that's woosox productions baby